Sure. I'll talk it out. Yeah. Let's just have a conversation. Track three. <clears throat> Better not be fucking Dave Matthews band. Okay. Those of you who don't want to be a part of this can leave now. Derek, please listen to me. But if you choose to stay, which it seems like you guys are choosing. Derek, please. You understand and agree to the following terms and conditions. Derek! One. Derek, this is the virus. You talking. hereby waive your right Derek, please. to your own personal bodily integrity. This is not you. Two. Per the state versus Neville Reed, my colleague and I will not be held criminally liable for any felony or misdemeanor that you may be a victim of, including, but not limited to, aggravated assault, aggravated battery, disorderly conduct, destruction of property, mayhem, and first-degree murder. And three, terms and conditions may change or be updated Whatever the fuck I want! Consider yourselves notified. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. Well, hello, Mr. Fancy Pants. What was that rocket? What rocket? I was just in my office and I heard a rocket. Describe the rocket, sir. Does this mean we're not friends anymore? DJ Nubis with you on the Meltdown Radio Podcast. Initially, I was going to do the next Hordes of Chaos, 168, I believe was the number, but with Maryland Death Fest just around the horizon, I uh, decided to do a special on the Maryland Death Fest 2022. Uh, I don't usually do it every year just because different things come up here and there, but I, I did do it a couple times before in the past, but... This one I thought would be a little more important because it's technically, possibly, going to be the very last one that uh, Maryland Death Fest does, the guys that run it. Um, they have made an announcement uh, a few weeks ago that, and I'll read you here what they wrote to us, uh, the, the fans and everything. 
We're sorry to inform you that we will not be organizing any festivals at all in 2023, including Maryland Death Fest. There's a chance that 2022 could be the last edition of MDF, but we're unable to determine that right now one way or the other. What we can say now is that we're going out on a hiatus and we'll, be, and we'll decide during this much-needed break if the festival will return in 2024. Now, I think part of this problem is, and see, it's kind of weird because this year, it's not necessarily their fault, but they've had to change venues a number of times. Now, part of this is their fault because they keep expanding so much with the band lineups that they are running out of time slots and, and, and areas to put them in. So initially for quite a while they were at this, uh, let's go back to 2003, okay? They started out very small then actually and they maybe had, I don't know, uh, 30 or 40 bands at, at that point maybe, maybe less. Uh, and they were coming out of this little venue in, in Brooklyn Park near, you know, here in Baltimore, not New York, but here in Baltimore, uh, a place, a city named Brooklyn, little area. Uh, and then they just continued to grow from there. Now, I had always knew about that festival. I just never got a chance to go down. I wanted to go down early on. Like, it was either their second or third year in the early 2000s that they were doing it. And I was like, I saw that Zyklon was playing. At the time, I was a pretty big Zyklon fan. And uh, never got around to it. They, they always had some great bands. At one point, they even had a boarded in there, which I haven't seen a boarded with MDF since 2009 when we, my wife and I Neko started going uh, since 2009 uh, her and I have gone to everyone except for one uh, it was like two or three years ago um, maybe actually four now because it's been so long but uh, the lineup at the time just wasn't that interesting to us I didn't really see anybody I really wanted to watch uh, there wasn't many people coming to visit us because usually they have people coming from out of the country and out of state to stay with us and go uh, so we didn't go to one, but we went back uh, in 2018 and uh, had some friends come out, as, as always. We initially had, for 2019, which is the festival you're getting this year, 2022, this is how long the pandemic has put this particular festival off. Uh, we've had tickets that long. We've had initially had people coming from the Netherlands, some good friends of ours, but because of COVID and uh Vac vaccination cards and stuff they weren't able to come continue to come out uh we do have some friends coming from other states to stay with us this edition of uh mdf is going to be a very good one a lot a lot of great bands um it's just crazy sick uh obviously i only have a select few in my playlist today skelter remains opened up with the Disincarnate cover, which they'll be there. I saw them a few years ago for the first time. They are fucking fantastic. Um, they'll be here again. But some of the other bands we've got, uh, Acid Witch, uh, Putrid Pile, as I said, Skeletal Remains, Pyrexia, Mortician, uh, Massacre, Monstrosity, Demolition Hammer, Carcass, Atheist, Suffocation, Obituary, uh, The Ruins of Beverass, Nomos, you guys uh, who follow us on this podcast, we just did the interview with them. I did uh, last week. Uh, very great guys. This is their first uh, first time playing MDF. Unfortunately, because it would be the last MDF, they probably won't be back unless uh, the organizers change their mind down the road. Uh, 
Blood Feast. Uh, what else we got? Violence. I've never seen them live. I'm getting a chance to. Uh, Cerebral Rot. November's Doom. Cancer. Autopsy. Uh, Enforced. I've talked about them a lot. Fucking fantastic out of Virginia. Imprecation. Onslaught. Corner. Cavalier. Uh, it's the Cavalier Brothers, but they're not doing Cavalier material. They're actually playing both uh, Beneath the Remains and Arise. I'll talk a little bit more, more about that when I get to some of their music for Sepultura. Suffering Hour, Necrophobic, Yuwada. Uh, what else we got in here? Uh, Throat. I've seen these guys. I think they're from New York. Uh, I saw them at a smaller venue many moons ago. Uh, they weren't too bad. Deeds of Flesh. Uh, Nun Slaughter, Blood Incantation, Destruction, Deicide, uh, who are coming there. And then Nocturnus AD, Divine Eve, Demolic, Immolation, Hypocrisy, Dark Fortress. Uh, I probably won't get around to seeing them. Uh, like I said, there's so many different venues right now with the Edison lot, Ramshead Soundstage, and Power Plant. Uh, most of the stuff that we're going to see at Ramshead, Soundstage, and Power Plant are all close by. Edison Lot is like down the road, but I hear they're going to have like a shuttle bus to get people to and from. But because times are so close sometimes, I'm probably not going to be able to get to see Dark Forges, unfortunately. Um, Whores Nation, uh, Bird Flash, Cephalic Carnage, and Exhorter. So there's, there's a lot of great bands. Now... There was two bands, three bands actually, that were supposed to play, and they got removed for one reason or another. Um, one was uh, Dismember, who I was really looking forward to seeing. I had never seen them, and I was so disappointed when they pulled out. But they pulled out because of vaccination requirements. I guess they're very against vaccination, so because the U.S. as a protocol when you come from another country and out of the country and whatnot that they require a vaccine card vaccine card uh dismember didn't want to be a part of that so they pulled out bloodbath was also supposed to play but for different reasons uh they pulled out because of they couldn't get their visas cleared uh to come over a little disappointing that because like like i said this this festival has been in play for since 2019 and I, you know, they got, the band made a, a comment that they had put in for the visas like seven months ago and they still weren't cleared. But I'm like, dude, you guys should have did this back in 2019 or 20 just to get it sorted out ahead of time for whenever it was ready to go. So I, I you know, I don't want to bust their balls too much, but, you know, it's like you wait till the last minute stuff like this, it's generally not going to go well. Uh,. Yeah, so like I said, we've been going since 2009. It's been it's one of the main things that we did here in Maryland for Neko and I. Seen a lot of great many bands. Some bands I could never get around to. Mor Morbid Angel was supposed to play this as well. I've seen them a couple times, though. Uh, Would have been nice this time because uh, Tucker is still the singer in the band, which he's much better than Vincent at this point because I used to be a very diehard Vincent guy, especially early on for Morbid Angel. But... When they put out that shitty album, and then I saw them at MDF. Luckily, when they played MDF with Vincent, they did play a lot of the older material, which material which was great. But there was also just this whole different vibe about it. Like, it's you know, it, it was so weird seeing a death metal band with like groupies <laughs> hanging around the stage up there. I'm like, that's really weird. Like, I expect that for glam rock bands, but just not death metal bands. Uh, but once Tucker was back in the fold, and uh, 
they put out their other release a couple of years ago, and I saw them live. And then hearing Tucker do uh, "God of Emptiness" was fucking amazing. Like he he can do just as well as Vincent. So uh, I think they're in the right direction with their singer now. I mean, I know people like myself weren't quite as warm to Tucker early when he first joined, like many years ago after Vincent left the first time. Uh, but now I'm like, dude, he's really ten times the vocalist that Vincent is. Uh, at least in terms of dedication to the craft, which is weird because Vincent apparently has another band called I Am Morbid, which plays his era of Morbid Angel. But it's like, it's like, dude, why, you know, why, why are you okay playing that shit now when you didn't want to do it with the fucking band now, with you know the actual band? It's really weird. Uh so yeah, it could be the last MDF for a while, um, but. Outside of that, man, I just it's it's gonna be exciting. It's one of the biggest things they got going on right now, and I'm really excited to see Nomos play. Uh, that'll be a lot of fun. Okay, well I'm gonna get into the first block of music, and basically I'm just gonna kind of go into each block because uh, I'm not gonna waste time on other entertainment topics. So I'll just be talking about some of the bands and you know how I feel about them and if, if I've seen them or not, and what you know, so forth and so forth. So in this first block, I've got uh, Obituary, which I've seen a few times. They're fucking amazing live. I've seen them at MDF. They're great. They sound great. So looking forward to that. Carcass, I missed them a few years ago when they were at MDF when they first reunited. And I was really bummed about it because I just like, fuck, man. I hadn't seen them so long and I missed them. And I didn't think I'd ever get an opportunity to do it again, but the band has stayed together and they've been putting out stuff here and there. Uh, I did see Carcass for the first time in 1992, and I was telling the guys at Nomos this, that I saw them with Napalm Death, Brutal Truth, and Cathedral that night at uh, 9.30 Club in D.C. in 92, and that was like a fucking amazing show. So good. And then we have uh, Puget Pryle uh, taking the lead here, uh, opening everything up with uh, Death Waits for No One from their 2020 release Revel and Lunacy, and... I don't know much about their back catalog. Uh, they do seem to be pretty popular uh, within the death metal community as far as like reviews and the ratings of their records go, so that's good. Uh, Revel and Lunacy was actually one of my favorite records of 2020, so no, no shocker there in this part. And Death Waits for No One is a fantastic track. Here we go, kicking it off, MDF 2022.
transplantation is not possible, the pathologist may be able to take fingerprints from the body, but if decay has set in, things become more complicated.
here and I want to say if you dig all things Godzilla and KG related and check out the YouTube channel of the Sci-Fi Century. He has great reviews, opinions, and theories in the world of sci-fi horror, anime, and of course everyone's favorite atomic breathing lizard Godzilla. Century provides great commentary when both having a special guest on his shows as well as the collaboration with the big teddy bear, that fat samurai guy. So if you want to keep it raw, real, tune into the Sci-Fi Century. That's S-C-I-F-I-S-E-N-T-R-Y Sci-Fi Century Tune in to get the best in science fiction and Godzilla related information Peace They woke up one morning One morning they wake up at 5 in the morning They were younger they, I don't know how old they were But they were younger like, I don't trust dads who know exactly how old their kids are. <laughs> if you're talking to a dad, he's like, 16 months today, he better be married to another dad.
And that's, I don't mean that homophobic. I'm not homophobic at all. I'm not. I'm not. I'm definitely not. I'm more like a homochondriac. Like, I'm comfortable if you're gay. I'm comfortable with your lifestyle. I'm just afraid one night you'll get me drunk and trick me into it. And I'll like it. That's my fear. I'll like it and I'll be good at it. Light him up! So I saw a gay porn once for like 45 minutes. Let me tell you something. Holy shit. Ladies, you gotta step up your blowjob game. Yeah, you're still playing JV basketball, and the gay guys are the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah, dunking on cocks. Holding their own head. Fuck this face, son! <laughs> the fuck are we talking about? I'm literally, how did I get off on this gay rant? The fucking... Oh, my daughters, my daughters, my daughters. Huh. Gay guy shugging cock. Oh, my daughters. Okay, here we go. This will work. Alright. Gonna talk a little bit about the next block of music up for y'all. I discussed a little bit earlier about the Cavalier Brothers, Max and Igor. They're gonna show up at MDF, but they're playing Beneath the Remains and Arise. Selected tracks from both those those records from Sepultura, whom they were a part of back in the day. And around that time is when I was a big Sepultura fan. Now, granted, Derek Green, Andreas Kisser, who are still part of Sepultura now, but ever since. Uh, Max departed in uh, 96, I believe it was. Uh, ever since then, the band had kind of transformed into a bit of a more of a metalcore or just straight kind of heavy metal thrashy type uh, band compared to what they were uh, as earlier in the version of themselves. Um, they were more of kind of like a <clears throat> death thrash uh, band. While Max was there, Igor was with Sep long after that, after Max departed. But he kind of left like two or three years ago, I think. Maybe a little bit longer. It's been so long. But uh, Igor had been there. There was like this, like because everything was a the fallout was all because of Max's wife, who was the manager of the band at the time, and the rest of the band kind of felt, including Igor, felt that uh, Gloria wasn't representing everybody and she was kind of like just promoting Max while the rest of the band was kind of left in the shadows and uh, there's always two sides to the story two, two different camps of who they believe uh, it got kind of ugly for there a little while with the shit that was talking and uh, off and on, off and on uh, throughout the years there's been discussions like is Max ever going to reunite for a reunion show with Sepultura and do that and I think that at the time of those rumors uh, Max might have been open to it but um, the rest of the band just was ready to leave they didn't care they just they didn't want Max anymore and and to be fair which is kind of funny is that Sepultura with Derek Green who replaced Max so many moons ago uh, they put out more material than the original 
lineup did. Like, it was just kind of funny. Over the years, it's Sepatora has still been kind of going strong, but just as a different type of unit. And it's really more Derek and Andreas than now uh, than it ever was prior with Max and Andreas and Igor and all them, Paolo Jr. Uh, but for me, I've always been a big fan of their early material, specifically Beneath the Remains and Arise. Like, Beneath the Remains was the first Sepultura record I ever heard, and I fell in love with it immediately. Uh, and it's right when I started getting into a lot of more of the extreme metal and stuff, so around this time I was listening to that, um, Nocturnus, The Key, Entombed Left Hand Path, uh, just so many different bands, because uh, there was a couple of years later there, but that, that little gap between 89 and 92 is when I really started to get into death metal and stuff, and, you know, stuff like that, like Death Thrash and whatnot, so... And ironically and weirdly enough, like, there's still bands, like, even now, like, I knew who Corner was for a long time. I just had never sat down and listened to a lot of their older material until recent years. Like, I just finally got around to it. <laughs> which, shame on me, because I actually owned, like, one of their records, which was more of kind of, like, before they disbanded, really. Um, it was the one with uh, Serpent Moves on it. So it wasn't quite the style they were accustomed to with the thrash stuff it was more progressive and a little bit more uh riff oriented just kind of like straightforward heavy metal prog rock or whatever uh but i still enjoyed it to a degree but like when i heard and went back and heard uh coroner's early material i was like god damn dude this shit's really fucking good uh and so i became just you know bigger fan so now with coroner i'll be talking about them later they're playing MDF this year, and I'm really excited because I've never seen them at all. So I'm, it's just really exciting to see some of these bands I just never got a chance to do that with back in the day. Uh, Onslaught is in here, a uh, band out of UK. Ironically enough, the only album I actually heard from them, I haven't heard, they've been around since the 80s, and, I've, and again, like Corner, I just have not had a chance to really dive into their older material. I do have their 2020 release, Generation Antichrist, and according to the Metal Archives, it's like their highest reviewed record as far as percentages, so 86% like it. Uh, or at least that's like the judging scale, so 86% is how they feel about the record in general between the five reviews they have on it. But uh, I have not heard any of their earlier shit, so I don't really know how to judge it as far as, you know, way back when until now. But I know people always talked about them. So I, I knew they, they have a history. So we do have stuff for them from their latest release. Uh, like I said, I didn't get a chance to go back to any old stuff and try to figure it out. So I'll, I'll do that at some point. I try to, like with Corner, uh, what's the other band that I had recently kind of added more stuff for? Uh, Violence. Uh, there's a band called uh, Flames, not In Flames, but just Flames, that I put some stuff into the radio portion. This is what I usually do. Listen to new records, find the, the songs on there that I feel like best represent the band, and I add those to the uh, the actual internet radio that you all listen to on MetalTimeRadio.com. And then I choose one song from those lists that I use in the podcast to, you know, to showcase their new stuff, right? So, uh... So I haven't had a chance to do Onslaught, their back catalog, yet with that. Uh, I'll try to do that at some point. 
Uh, but then we're going to kick it off with Enforced, and I know people have t heard me talk about this band a lot the last year or so. Uh, very good live, uh, very tight. Uh, the chemistry with the band is amazing. Uh, music is fucking amazing. Like, it kind of went under the radar for most people uh, with the Death Thrash vibe. Uh, but it didn't skip by me. I heard it, and I was like, this is the shit. And so we're going to kick off our next block with them with the song called Blood Ribbon. And I'll be back.
everyone, this is Blake from Pig Destroyer, Hate Beak, and Zealot R.I.P. And you are listening to DJ Anubis and DJ Neko at Metal Tavern Radio. Get into it now. Some girls love sucking dick. They, like, love it. And I've never understood it. I'm like, what are you getting out of it? And then I realize it's because they're good at it. That's it. It's as simple as that, truly. If, you're, if you love sucking dick, it's because you're good at it. And if you don't like it, if you're like, I hate blowjobs, it's because you're bad at it. It's, you're really bad at it. We like doing things we're good at. And if you were good at it, you would do it all the time. If you're just like, it's such a bore and such a pain, you're, you suck at it. And I'm one of you. I could have been good. I, all it would have taken was one guy to just like give me a compliment early on, you know? Someone just, just like show me that I had a little promise or something. Just send me off in the right direction. We just want to be good in the, and it's, it's, it's early intervention and is key. Like I feel like true blowjob queens, girls, they're like, I love it. It was like one of the first times they gave a blowjob. The guy was like, you're great. And like believed in them because that's what it takes. It takes one guy, one coach, one youth minister to lay the foundation <laughs> the first time, oh, you're so nervous, and all you want is a guy to just take your chin and be like, hey, look up. You go, what? He's like, you've got spunk in your hair, but like the way that you handled my balls was pretty cool, and I think you're on to something. Just anything. We'll nudge. And that's why I tell guys, lie to us. Tell us we're good and we'll blow you all the time. Honestly, like, if you hook up with a girl and she blows you and it's not very good, just lie and be like, that was the best blowjob ever. Because she'll just be like, it was? And then she'll, like, set off on a course to, like, be the best. And she'll go out and she'll be like, I was good once. You know? All right. Going to be jumping into our next block of music here, featuring Nomas. Again, I've talked a lot about them. Love that band. Love those guys. They were quite shit-faced last week, and uh, it was crazy as fuck. But those guys are known for that. Known them for quite a while, uh, even though Patrick's relatively new. Great guy, great musician, uh, very smart. And I think, as the rest of the band would agree, it's all... It's all together now. They have everybody they need to to forge on with this band and become even greater than they already are. Uh, also got uh, Divine Eve in here, and weirdly enough, about this particular band, like I don't know much about them. They are out of uh, Texas. They've been around since the early '90s. I actually own an original copy of As the Angels Weep, but I can honestly tell you. Not through any particular reason or whatever. I just, at the time, I wasn't really into the record itself. Like, I just didn't know enough about them. I, I didn't know enough about, like, Doom in general is still kind of very new to me. Like, when I heard uh, Force of Equilibrium from the Cathedral, same thing. Like, I knew of them. I, I, had, the, I had the cassette at the time of Cathedral. But I didn't understand... <laughs> Excuse me. I didn't understand everything behind Doom itself, and, and the the, uh, 
subgenres, like in this case, Divine Eve's a death doom band, uh, with a little bit of grindcore influence in them. And the thing is, at the time, I just didn't really understand it. Like, I just, I think I was still looking for more straight death and more, because uh, I, like I said, I was really into like Napalm Death, uh, Obituary, Intune, Nocturnus, uh, just all these other more straightforward death metal bands. So when you hear like a death doom band where they're doing various variation of that, you don't really know how to take it in or understand what they're trying to accomplish. And even though it was kind of new to me, now obviously some other people were immediately into it. Like they understood it. Like I guess I kind of I didn't really start to really figure it out till I heard um, Paradise Lost, like their early material, like Gothic and paradise or lost paradise like the albums like that where i kind of started to understand what was going on with that particular genre and movement but i did have this cd of this this album i still have it on my shelf in fact uh it's really when i go back and listen to it, it's really great and so have never seen this band um them being an mdf is kind of fun uh they don't have like a super lot of material per se, because even though they put out an EP and a split around 2010, uh, the only really solid uh, album they have is As The Is Weep, and they have a compilation of some demo work, but outside of that, there's not a whole lot to their thing. So I don't know if the band is actually working on uh, new material as we speak. Uh, they very much could be uh, for this particular show, but I don't know. Like, you know, again... They're like one of those bands that, when it comes to MDF, is like the the highlight sort of because like they are a classic, well revered band, uh, even though the catalog isn't large. Um, and then we're gonna kick off this block though with Massacre, and again, you know, I haven't heard their earlier material. Uh, I did have the last album, which has the song "Honor the Fallen" on it, and I really liked it a lot. Uh, so this is a song I got playing for you to kick this next block off so here's Massacre with Honor the Fallen.
imagine having a moment like that, doing a Judd Apatow film and going back to your day job, thinking that you're stuck. The next day, I could not stop thinking about that. I was like, well, maybe I know I'm playing it safe, but maybe it's time for this college kid to turn pro. You know what I mean? Maybe I got to fucking, I got to rethink my life. Maybe I got, maybe this is a time for me to pursue acting full time. But, you know, look at me. I know I look like a, like a fucking double-chinned Asian Mr. Burns with bad posture, but I don't know. I mean, maybe this is time for me. Maybe this is a sign. By the way, I'm thinking all this while 50 patients are waiting for me. Not a good look. And my nurse is desperately trying to get me to focus. She goes, Dr. Jung, uh, you have a patient in room two waiting for you. I was like, well, nurse, you have a doctor who doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> Just did a movie, Carol. Just did a movie, man. You don't get it. And believe it or not, I quit my day job the next day. True story. Yeah. I was scared, man. I was fucking scared because I didn't have any family support. Like, my strict traditional Korean dad who wanted me to be a doctor before I was born, no, he was severely bumping on this shit, dude. He was just like, he cursing me out in Korean, you, you bring great shit to junk family. And then after the hangover, we are so proud. I knew you make it, boy. I knew you make it, I believe in you. We are so proud of your tiny ding-dong. So proud. <laughs> the smaller the penis, the bigger the box office. <laughs> oh, thanks, Papa. Great phrase. Okay. All right. Marching the fuck on. In our next uh, block of music uh, for bands that are being represented at Maryland Death Fest 2022... This is actually a bit of a mishmash of stuff. Uh, not totally uh, different from one another in some aspects. They're all got a little bit of doom in them. But uh, got some Acid Witch, uh, which is like a psychedelic doom metal band. Then we got the Ruins of Beverass. Everyone knows my feelings on them. A little bit of death, doom, and some bit of black in them uh, as far as their material is concerned. And then November's Doom, which is uh, a death, doom band as well. And... Uh, they're out of the states, uh, believe it or not. They're, that's how good these guys are out of fucking uh, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, been around since the mid '90s, and uh, they have a, quite a bit of material out there. I've always, I've been a long time fan of theirs. Uh, I really like. I always, I don't know. I don't confuse them, but oftentimes when I think of November's Doom, I'm also thinking of uh, Omnium Gatherum, so because they all. They have a lengthy career as well, and they, they both are very good at what they do, and they both play a summer-style doom death metal. Uh, and what was it? 2014, uh, November's Doom uh, put out an uh, album called Blood White. That's like one of my more recent favorites from them uh, as far as like an entire record. I think it was one of my favorites from that year, actually. Uh, they put out a couple of records since then, obviously. Uh, last one being 2019. Um... But the track that I chose for you all in this in this uh, group here is uh, from their 2011 record, Athotic. And uh, it's a song called Six Sides. It's, it's really groovy. It's got some nice chunk to it. Um, but we're going to kick off this block here with uh, Acid Witch. And uh, I saw them. They actually did a Doom Fest um, 
four years ago, I think, three or four years ago. It was actually one of the last kind of festivals I went to before the pandemic really got crazy. And uh, even though there wasn't many bands on that bill that I really cared about, they were one of them. Uh, the other one was um, Goblin. Uh, they were... Th th that night turned out to be kind of a shit show, unfortunately. Goblin was supposed to do the entire Suspiria soundtrack uh, that night for that festival. That was like the big draw. Uh, but something happened when... <laughs> They start because they they play like the movie behind it, so it, it's literally like they're playing the movie or playing the music to match the movie that's being portrayed. There's no audio for the movie, obviously, but they're playing the the, the music for it, just like it would be in the actual movie, which was fucking fantastic, right? Um, but what ended up happening was, and they were doing this at Ramshead, and Ramshead is notorious for having issues with their sound man coinciding with the band sometimes uh it doesn't happen all the time you know ruins of beverest we saw them neko and i saw them a few years ago at mdf and they were in, like ruins has been there a couple times and one time they were outside uh which didn't really fit the feel of what ruins is all about uh but the last time they were there they were inside ramson it was a much better atmosphere it worked uh with the band's music uh, again, this year, uh, Ruins will be inside. I think it's Ramshead again. So it just fits their overall vibe of their music. Uh, but Goblin, like, whatever happened, the the guy, they just couldn't get the movie to act properly with um, the music. Like, the music-wise, they can get it to work, but the movie just wasn't cooperating. So very disappointed that that, didn't happen the way it should. They ended up playing, but they were just doing what they kind of normally do. They played certain songs from different soundtracks that they've been a part of, so Demons and stuff like that that they were a part of. They did do, obviously, a, a Suspiria track, but, you know, you had, like, other uh, Argento stuff like uh, Opera and Tenebrae and stuff like that that they've been a part of uh, with Argento and stuff like that, so... It still turned out to be a cool night, just not as cool as I really wanted to be, because Suspiria, for those who don't know, is my favorite fucking film. The, not the newest one, the, the original. And uh, so I was kind of just bummed that that didn't go through the way it should have. So, anywho, we're going to get this kicked off again. Here's Acid Witch with Cheap Gore. This is Metro News with Charles Rowe, Gil Stratton, and the entire Metro News team. ...into another controversy tonight, this time the advertising for a newly released horror film. And as Channel 11's Judy Bloom reports, the battleground is a billboard. This visually violent and sexually explicit poster for a new movie called Maniac is arousing a great deal of anger within the women's community in Los Angeles. They say that posters like this one contribute to violence against women.
What's up, everyone? This is Richie from Grave Huffer, and you're listening to DJ Anubis and DJ Neko on Metal Tavern Radio. Rank it the fuck up. about penises at this point in my life were that they were these noodly things that hung between a guy's legs they pee from them and you shouldn't look at your cousin JD's when you guys are getting changed to go swimming like that's all the information I had about penises and now one's gonna go in my mouth okay I knew that sex was a thing a penis would go in my vagina someday but that was it's my vagina like I don't have taste buds down there or whatever like stick whatever you want down there. I can't taste it, okay? So I was like, who cares about my vagina? But my mouth, that's where candy goes. Like I can't believe you would put a dick there. I was devastated. And you like, you, you kind of go, maybe I don't have to do it. Maybe it's something that uh, not every girl does. And then you realize it's kind of your destiny as a woman. Like you're gonna do it. You know what I realized you have to do it is when I found out it was one of the bases. Because I, I knew home plate was sex. And if I ever wanted to have sex because I wanted to, I don't know, make a family someday, I was going to have to, you can't skip a base. If you want kids, you're going to have to suck some dicks on the way to those kids. <laughs> That's the last thing my kids want me doing. Fucking Nikki Glaser, man. She is so goddamn funny, dude. Great comedian. Alright, getting into our next block of music. Got some Mortician, Suffocation, and Demolic. Now, Mortician is very cool. Now, Neko dislikes Mortician like nobody's job. Like, she really doesn't care for this band. Uh, I think she appreciates the the horror uh, samples and intros and stuff. Because uh, she's a horror fan like I am, but... When it comes to actual Mortician's music, it's, it's very simplistic. It's straightforward. Uh, it's a lot different than your usual death metal. Uh, you know, Mortician's been around since, like, the late 90s, or maybe even mid-90s. Uh, I know they had some demo work and stuff. But the cool thing about Mortician for me, from a personal standpoint, was in the late 90s, right when the Internet was just getting started, like, you know, we had AOL, Dial-Up, Stuff like that. Somehow I was able to get a hold of Will Raymer, uh, one of the gentlemen, uh, the brainchilds behind Mortician. And I don't know if it was an email. I don't know if it was uh, like a chat page. I got a feeling it's an email. But at the time, I you know I sent him a message. I, I told Will, I was like, you know, look. Uh, my name's James. I'm just a random fan. Uh, kind of new to your material, but I just want to say I really appreciate your music. Really love the the horror samples and stuff. Because Mortician was very new to me at that point. So I wrote him not really thinking I was going to hear anything back. And then Will actually took the fucking time to write me a message back. Now, I can't tell you what it said. I can't remember what it said. It's been so long, and I don't have it anymore. Uh, whatever it was, but I just recall being very appreciative and excited that Will had done that. Like, that was a big moment for me as a metal fan because prior to that, yeah, sure, I've met 
different metal musicians over the course of the years. Uh, but that was the first time, like, via the web that a guy had actually written me back and said thank you and, you know, appreciated my support and everything. Because, you know, Mortician is just one of those bands that kind of nowadays falls under the radar in terms of popularity because, everyone, you know, there's, everyone's listening to everything else. Uh, but there are the diehard fans, and, of course, you know, they are revered in terms of their early work and how influential they were to everybody else. But, I don't know, it's just one of those moments for me personally, and I guess this is why I've always appreciated Mortician. Like, I do enjoy their music, so it's it's a lot different for me than, and than Neko, who doesn't really care for them. Uh, but for me, it's not just the music that I appreciate, but the fact that this guy took his time to do that for a fan. And uh, I didn't expect it, and it was very nice that he had done this. So, Will, man, I, I don't know if you'll ever hear this or not, but greatly greatly appreciate this this was like way back in the late 90s when this happened and like it was like a big starstruck moment for me in that regard so much kudos to you sir um got some classic suffocation in this as i talked about and also uh Demolik, who actually played mdf a few years ago and i missed them and they're like one of these bands uh they're from finland uh they kind of broken up and now they've gotten back together since 2014 but it, it, they only still only have the one record uh, that they released in '93, but they were very. It was a very highly revered record. Nesfith. Uh, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right or not, but their version of technical avant-garde death metal is highly regarded in the death metal community and and metal fans worldwide. Um, they're back again this year, so I'm definitely making plans to see them without a doubt. Uh, look, I'm 52, man. I've got to start catching some of these bands. You know. Unfortunately, in my lifetime, I never got a chance to see Chuck and Death, and that's really unfortunate. Uh, I did get a chance to see with Neko, uh, Death to Us All, where they did the little tribute show, uh, which they've been doing for a few years, uh, in memory of Chuck, which was very cool and uh, very heartwarming. And, you know, they, they play, like, little clips of stuff of Chuck and his family and his friends and, you know, his moments in history as a band and musician. And so... That was really cool, but that's those are the kind of things that I regret because you just never know when these guys are going to pass away. Like, World Dane uh, from Sanctuary and Nevermore passed away a few years ago, and I was fortunate enough to see him in 90 with Forbidden and Death Angel. And so, like, that's just a moment that I can always remember saying, okay, at least I saw World, you know, and I saw Peter Steele before he passed away. Never got to see Dio. And, and he's been around forever, right? So before his death, you know, I just never got to see him. And, and that's unfortunate. Like, I have seen Ozzy, so I've done that, you know. Uh, but there's always going to be artists that, like, I just, you know, I, I want to see, but just had never had the chance to. So Dismember is actually one of those bands. So I'm disappointed that, you know, I respect their decision not to come because of their belief systems on the vaccines and everything. But I'm disappointed because... I have no idea how long I'm going to be here or how long they're going to be here. Uh, so it's, you know, I'm just kind of crushed by the fact that they chose to bow out. But that's their decision, and that's what I respect that. Uh, but Demodek is going to be there, and so I do have a track that's going to open up our next block. It's called When the Sun Drank the Weight of the Water. And here we go, folks.
for us. They know we're still in here. They're after the place. They don't know why. They just remember. Remember that they want to be in here. What the hell are they? They're us, that's all. There's no more room in hell. What? Something my granddaddy used to tell us. You know Makumbo? Voodoo. Granddad was a priest in Trinidad. He used to tell us, when there's no more room in hell, the dead will walk here. to the hordes of chaos only on Metal Tavern Radio. Pump it. He does not find me funny. I've only made him laugh one time. One time, seven Christmases ago. I was in D.C. I called my wife up. I go, yo, what do you want for Christmas? My wife's like, Pajamas. That's what I heard. Pajamas. She meant pajamas. I heard pajamas. She meant a pair of pajamas. Start there, Bert. I heard the plural. So I bought her seven pairs of pajamas and individually wrapped them. She had a lot of shit to open. And then sat back in the cut going, done, son. Bitch wants pajamas. Bitch got pajamas. All Christmas, I'm like, yo, open my gift. She's like, I'll get to it. I'm working with the girls. My dad's sitting next to me like, you must have killed it this year, buddy. 
I was like, you'll see. <laughs> Finally, end of Christmas, she gets to my present. I've been talking about this present all Christmas. <laughs> Whole family gathers around. She opens the first pair, pulls them out, and just goes, oh, pajamas. <laughs> And immediately I think, fuck. <laughs> if that's her reaction to pajamas number one, I can't imagine it's going to build. My dad's drinking whiskey and eggnog and just goes, who the fuck buys someone pajamas? She opens the second pair, pulls them out and goes, oh, more pajamas. My dad looks at the five unwrapped gifts, quickly does the math, and goes, oh, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> By pajamas number five, he's going flipper on me, just... <laughs> pajamas number six, the whole family's around her going, come on, pajamas! Come on, pajamas! Pajamas number seven, they are pissing themselves. Thinking, how could this get funnier? What they do not know is I've also bought my mom and sister's pajamas. You should have seen this man when my mom pulled her gift out from me and he was like, oh, it's motherfucking pajamas. All right. Our next block will be more of the uh, thrash variety. And uh, talked about them a little bit earlier with Corner. Also got some violence in here as well as destruction. Uh, as you know, Corner, as I said, was very, you know, not as familiar with them, at least their back catalog till more recently. But violence and uh, destruction I know very well. Um, obviously, uh, but the thing with all three of these bands is that I haven't seen any of them live. And violence obviously hasn't been uh, really an act for quite some time. They just kind of reunited. Put out an EP earlier this year. It was not too bad. Uh, but yeah, uh, their debut, Eternal Nightmare, is like a, a basically a legend of a record within the thrash community. Uh, the track I chose comes off of Oppressing the Masses. Uh, but... Yeah, let's kick it off some classic Cornor here. Uh, I always say Cornor because I'm, I'm fucking mocking Devin Townsend <laughs> and Punky Brewster. Cornor. No, it's Corner, and uh, this is called Shadow of a Lost Dream.
Thrash Metal Band Poker Face from Russia and you are listening to Metal Tavern Radio. So, uh, you're Vietnamese? Just out of curiosity, what's your last name? Oh. Don't you ever upstage me again, ho. Don't you ever be funnier than me, ho. How dare you? This is my Netflix special, ho! What, what's your first name? What's your first name? Tran. You, is your real name Tran? Is your first name Tran? My wife's fucking first name is Tran. My wife's fucking first name is Tran fucking Ho. What do you do for a living? And if you say doctor, I'm gonna fuck myself, all right? You're not a doctor, right? Fuck me. What the fuck is your last, what's your, your last, are you fucking kidding me? Your last name is fucking Ho? Fuck you hoes, all right? Fuck the hoes. Someone in the back is fucking with me right now. Cause there's hoes to the left of me, hoes to the right of me. And my real life wife ho is in the fucking back. This is like, are you fucking kidding me? Back again. All right, so the next block of music is forging on here. Uh, so we've got some uh, DSI. I talked about them earlier in the show, and their appearance in this MDF, where it, lately, within the last few years of the MDF, they've been bringing bands on to do like special appearances where they're playing like full records, like their classic records and whatnot. So I know that. Sam Ale did Sacramentum uh, a few years ago, and, you know, other bands have done, like, specific albums that are classics among the, the metal community, and it's no different here with Deicide. Uh, ironically and weirdly enough, I've never been the biggest Deicide fan overall. I do like Stench of Redemption. I do like uh, the very first record a little bit, as well as Once Upon a Cross, uh, tracks off of that. Uh, but I've never been like the largest fan of theirs. But however, their second, their their sophomore album, Legion, uh, I actually like that album a lot, and uh, it's actually my favorite. And that's actually the record they'll be playing uh, at MDF this year. So why it is like they chose it? I don't know if it's like a, a fan favorite. I, I know I see I know a lot of people don't like it as much as I do. But then like John from Nomos, he. Uh, said that his his favorite is uh, Once Upon a Cross. So, obviously, it will vary from fan to fan, but they're playing Legion in its entirety. 
and maybe throw in some extra tracks. I don't know. I don't know how much time they're going to have, but uh, that should be a lot of fun. Uh, also, uh, Malignant Altar, uh, I talked about them. They were one of my favorite bands from 2021 with their debut release of Rounds of Exquisite Morbidity. And uh, that group, uh, at the time I didn't know, but if you heard a No Mass uh, interview, it features uh, members from Insect Warfare, Oceans of Slumber, uh, War Master, as well as uh, Church of Disgust. So there's a lot of different guys in there uh, with different projects they've been a part of. But I really like this record. I know that it is a bit of Morbid Angel worship uh, because when you listen to the record, you'll hear it. But I really enjoy the shit out of it. Like I, I don't mind it too much because it's not like a direct ripoff. Uh, you do hear it, but it's more of an influence and not so much of a, a copy. Uh but then we also have, uh, kicking off this block, uh, Imprecation from Texas. And uh, I did not really realize that these guys have been around since the early 90s. Like, I did not know that. Like, I thought they were a, rel a relatively new band. Um, because prior to 2013's uh, Sanitane, Tenebris, uh, Phoenicia, uh, they only had, like, an EP from 93 that was, like, their kind of like official release they had compilation and demo work and splits and stuff prior to that but that was really kind of the uh the, their debut full length wasn't until 2013 so then 2019 uh damnatio ad abistis uh came out and that record is really good too so uh i think they've been at mdf before i can't remember and i think i missed them when they did Definitely going to make a, a attempt to check them out this time around. Uh, so they're going to be kicking off our next block here with Aedris Ones of None. I'm 
We're Tora 5 from Victoria, B.C. You're listening to Metal Tavern Radio. Stay thrashing. phone rings it's a school nurse she goes i have isla in the office is there a parent at home i was like i'll do (laughs) gives the phone to isla her first words i tried to stop it dad (laughs) i go stop what she goes i got my period i'm like bitch you promised (laughs) i'm like you called the wrong number dickhead call your mom She's like, Dad, I need you right now. Immediately as a parent, I'm melting down. So I'm like, she's freaking out at school. She's by herself. She's going through what Georgia went through. This isn't my skill set. But I got this. I go, okay, baby. All right. Okay. How'd you get it? (laughs) She was like, Dad, I was playing kickball. Immediately, I'm like, oh, poor kid. I thought she blew out her pussy. (laughs) Just, oh, shit. Oh, I'm out, coach. I'm out. Yeah, I tore my twat. It's bad. I blew out my cooch, coach. I'm gonna have to sit this one out. Pinch runner, pinch runner. Now I'm spiraling. I'm like, all right, what do you need from me? New pants, new panties, new socks. Did it get in your socks? A bucket, some towels, garlic. We're gonna keep the vampires away from you. She's like, Dad, I'm fine. Mom gave me a go bag. I go, okay, then what are you calling me for? She goes, I need you to go to the store and get supplies. I'm like, how bad is this, period? She's like, no, Dad, I'm throwing myself a period party tonight. I'm like, I'm sorry, what did you just say? She's like, all the girls are doing it, Dad. I need you to go to the store and get supplies. Get a red velvet cake. I'm like, I go, baby, I don't think I can eat a red velvet cake knowing what it symbolizes. She's like, Dad, you need a red velvet cake for a period party because you put the name of your period on the cake. I'm like, who names their period? She's like, Georgia named hers after the girl from Progressive Auto Insurance. She's like, Dad, please, I need you right now. I have 10 people coming tonight. I go, we have 10 little girls coming to the house? She goes, no, eight girls, two boys. I'm like, who invites boys to a period party? And I hear her sinister little giggle on the phone, and she goes, Dad, that's the fun of it. We don't tell them why they're there. (laughs) Now I'm like, fuck it, I'm in. (laughs) I have never had more fun at a party in my entire life. Planning, hosting, and attending a period party. I dressed all in red like it was Chinese New Year's. Drinking Pinot Noir, I made pasta with chunky marinara sauce. And I giggled the whole night with all these little girls at these two boys, Max and Carter, right? Faces covered in red cake. Like it's their honeymoon and they're like, fuck it, I'll eat it anyway. The whole party, these two boys are looking at the cake going, who the hell's Jason? My daughter, Isla Kreischer, named her period Jason because she got it on Friday the 13th. All right. Getting down to our last block of music for this Maryland Death Fest 2022. Hope you all enjoyed it all. It's been a blast. Uh, 
fantastic, a lot of fun. Uh, so we got in this last block, uh, Blood Incantation. Very good band. I've seen them a couple times. Nocturnus AD. Granted, it should be Nocturnus, but I think, again, it's one of these predicaments where the band has some splitting factions in it. So in order to avoid, you know, legalities and whatnot, they changed it to Nocturnus AD. But uh, got a track from their latest record they put out a couple years ago. It's fucking uh, great. And then we're going to kick it off uh, with some Cancer. Who've been around since the uh, late 80s, early 90s. Her first two releases, To the Glory End, or Gory End, excuse me, and Death Shall Rise are like pretty much classics in the metal world. Uh, I first heard of the band uh, with the album Sins of Mankind, which was their third one in 93. Uh, I actually really enjoy that record a lot, and I don't think I've actually, actually gone through their first two releases yet, but. I'll get there, folks. I'll get there. I'm still working through some of this shit because I have to battle between all the new shit that I hear every week versus trying to go back and revisit stuff that I know is probably going to be pretty fucking good. But never seen the band live, so this will all be fun. They'll probably play a lot of tracks off those first two records anyway. Uh, but my favorite track off Sins of Mankind is uh, Tribal Bloodshed Part 2. It's just a very cool track and very aggressive and... Uh, Love the shit out of it, but uh, we're not going to worry about closing out with anything later. Uh, so I'm just going to play three tracks for y'all, and then we'll be done. And you know, people enjoy. If you're going to be there at Maryland Death Fest this year, uh, I'm going to try to take some cards with me, some stickers, uh, as well as uh, I'll try. I've got like a portable uh, recorder here as well, so I want to be able to try to like. You know, don't feel bad approaching us if you see me. Uh, and if I approach you, I might get some comments from you about how you feel about the festival and metal in general. Uh, and please excuse if I'm kind of a novice at this. This will be the first time I'm actually doing this. I've seen people do it before. They're much better at podcasting than me and Neko. But, you know, we're trying to do different things. And I want to be able to give people uh, various experiences. And so trying to grow myself as a podcaster uh and of course that means when i go to shows maybe trying to get in touch with people who are fellow metal fans and you know just i had one guy one year at maryland death fest this was the coolest thing and i know it's kind of like a side topic but uh he came from the uh, netherlands and uh wasn't somebody i knew but uh he just sat down he just started chatting me up and like you know it was a cool discussion and he was talking about how there was a festival out there where they, he said he was describing this this scene where they're kind of on the outskirts of this lake, but the lake has like this waterfall, and uh, it just sounds so beautiful. And like you know, they were camping out for this festival and whatnot. And it's like I just sat there and he like he was explaining all this, and I'm like, man, dude, like you make me really want to go to one of these things. Like even though I would anyway, but the way he described it was just so surreal and like just totally nice, dude. Uh, very nice dude and uh that, those are the kind of experiences i remember a lot when i go to shows and festivals and stuff all the people that you meet uh so yeah uh, if you happen to see us i'm gonna try to get the word out about our uh our station and everything so be looking for us metaltimeradio.com man we're gonna be out there and also if you do not know uh crypt and scully from metal mania will be at this year's festival as well uh so be looking for him, man, because, you know, that's that's what it's all about. 
All right, let's get into this last block. Cancer, Tribal Bloodshed, part two.